0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're now listening to the Hoop Kings podcast presented by A Work of Art Media. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man, Coach Flight, and welcome to the 12th installment of the Hoop Kings podcast. Hey, yo, you know how we do. We're getting down in the gritty, talking everything from strategy to coaching. To opinion about this thing called round ball hey i'm in the booth once again with my brother from another mother the medieval one king art
1: it is i nine him this is the medieval king art thank you so much for joining us again on the hoop kings podcast we have some great information for you guys today the off has been absolutely amazing with the summer league and of course free agency we're gonna go ahead and dive in real quick lead us off one time So, yeah, man,
0: just really want to discuss an overview of week two and three of free agency, man, uh, and and really highlight some of the bigger news uh, that stands out there, man. Some of the names uh, that we are accustomed to hearing, that are accustomed to watching on a weekly basis. Uh, But I think some of these moves can be pretty significant when we're talking about the balance of power in each conference. Wanted to start off the, the, the main one. Obviously, we're going to start off with where we are. we left off last week with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, man, and really, really diving into that from Durant's angle first. I'm going to bring up DeAndre Ayton and the Suns matching the highest offer sheet ever in NBA history from the Indiana Pacers, four years, 133. Uh, that's significant. Yeah. Now, it's only significant from this standpoint. He can't be traded until January 15th, Jan- I believe. Correct. Uh, he also has a no trade clause.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, so this, if there is any possibility of Durant coming to the Suns with DeAndre Aiden in mind, it's going to have to wait until January. So that that yeah. leaves Aiden on the Suns, obviously. That leaves Durant in Brooklyn if there's no deal done for Durant with anybody else at that point. Right. Uh, so I'll speak to Durant side of things. I think... As I kept thinking about this, man It necessarily wouldn't be the worst thing in the world For Kevin Durant to come back to Brooklyn And I know that You know, he wants out uh, I know that he wants to change the scenery Yeah, Brooklyn obviously is doing What they're supposed to be doing Standing tall uh, Hey, we're going to Wash another team's roster for you. We're not going to make this easy for you to leave. You got four years four left. Four
1: years, yeah. You know, a
0: significant amount of money remaining on the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, four years. Yeah. Most superstars pull that crap out about a year. Okay, well, it's understood. You got a year left. You want to? You, you like, got respect for the organization. You don't want them to get washed.
1: Yeah, like AD did in New Orleans exactly. to LA. Yep. Yeah. He, he
0: gave them He gave him a, a heads up mm-hmm. with Durant. It's something about respecting your contract, which and he does least, not, which he has not, and yeah. at least performing it. Yeah. Now he he left OKC, he left Golden State
1: as a free agent.
0: As a free agent, yeah. This is different. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like number one, you 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 have to respect your contract. If you sign it and you got four years, play it out. Yeah, Your roster's not that bad. They got a good yeah.
1: roster. They, yeah, got, actually, they signed some good guys, too.
0: I mean, even if Irvin doesn't play, you actually got a decent team that can at least get to, to round two, and yeah. you, my man, can actually get to a conference final with this team. Yeah,
1: because I think O'Neal from the Jazz got signed. T.J. Yeah. Warren got signed. He's a good scorer. So T.J. De- Warren's a dog. Bro. Missed
0: last year because of injury. Average 20 before last season. If yeah, you
1: watched him in the bubble, man, he was giving yeah. people work. So, like, he's a guy that can definitely but He play. was Michael Jordan in the bubble. Oh, he definitely was. So I was like, he said, like, KD <laughs> still got a decent and roster man, but uh, go ahead, Ronnie. Want to cut you off, coach? No, 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 no. And, yeah. and I
0: love you implementing and go ahead yeah. and piggyback, man. I just number one, man, just roster. I mean, uh, uh, contract respect. Number two, you got a quality roster, yeah. So to me, I don't think it's the worst thing, and I'm not counting this man's opportunity, but. If you come back to Brooklyn with or without Irving, it's not the worst thing in the world for you to play out this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because right now the Nets are going to do what's best for them. They're probably not going to do what's best for you. Of course and not. And give you to Miami unless the Miami's given a haul and Phoenix is giving a haul. And right now both those rosters are title contending teams. They're not going to want to do that at this point.
1: Completely agree, man. And what I was thinking is – this is Kevin Durant we're talking about. Like, people consider him probably top top three or four player in the NBA. And so what really messed up the market is that crazy Rudy Gobert trade that took place. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Thank with Min- Minnesota. With Minnesota and Utah. So they screwed up the whole market when it comes to those type of trades. Now, uh, I'm going to get back to KD. You know, it comes to uh, the Donovan Mitchell trade. You talking about it? We looking for six first round picks for him. I'm like six first round picks for Donovan Mitchell and probably another player. It's like, bro, like they really messed up. You know what I'm saying? Really messed up the market. So going back to KD, it just feels like I don't know if James Harden is the reason why people are trying to leave before their contracts are expired. Way got out of Houston, where he got out of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and KD's kind of taking that same train. But it's like if KD gets the trade, you basically have to trade at least one, maybe two All-Stars for him. Yeah. So if KD goes to that team, it's like this is not the team that I wanted to come to because the guys I want to play with are missing. Y'all know I'm like KD's going to be ready to get traded again a year later. And then if KD gets traded from that team, your team has absolutely nothing. I think that's what, you know what I mean? That's what other Trade seekers are seeing is like I don't want to dismantle my team for this one-year rental kind of. You know what I'm saying? So on a four-year contract, like we're comparing to LeBron James. LeBron left every team as a free agent. He didn't talk about any trade talks. I want to exactly. go here. I want to go there. He fulfilled his 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 liability basically to the ownership of that of said team mm-hmm. to stay there, and had this freedom of choice to go where he wants to go. So I understand that you are, you know, he had the Kyrie situation with the vaccine, had James Harden rolling his eyes, not wanting to play. And then I don't know how you guys feel about playing Ben Simmons. And sidebar, it, it's definitely summer Ben Simmons. I don't know what to call him in the summertime. I UCLA, he turns into Jordan and Kobe combined. <laughs> when he goes to UCLA, shooting threes, dunking from the free throw line. But when Whose he come, mans is this? Bro, he's a whole different type of person in the summer. But when he comes back, I'm willing to see what he's going to be like. I really want KD and Kyrie to stay because I want to see how they actually work with a three all-stars on the same court so we did not get that with him and Harden Kyrie. But at the end of the day, man, Kevin Durant, just grow up. Grow up. Facts. Be a man. Facts. You sign the contract. You're Facts. taking their money. Yep. Be a leader, finally, and maybe you might have a different outcome.
0: Whoop. Well stated, man. I couldn't say it any better than that. Yeah, and I,
1: I'll speak to this from the roster standpoint.
0: The pieces actually fit. He
1: has a good team. I mean, Maybe gotta, outside of the, the the front court at center. And the Eastern Conference
0: is, granted, we we mentioned last week, Brogdon going to the Celtics. Boston they, got better. Uh, Boston got better. Draghi's went going to Chicago. Draghi's going to Chicago. Should push them over their inconsistencies yeah he's a good backup point guard uh, yeah. Milwaukee Joe Ingles got better um, M- Miami just the strength of Talahero becoming healthy if Kyle, Kyle Lowry Larkin being stay healthy, healthy yes. if he stays healthy they're just going to be better even without making a move you get mm-hmm. young guys Gabe Vincent down there playing well so it, it, but there's no outside of maybe Milwaukee
1: mm-hmm.
0: Boston you can contend with those teams with what you have. it mean, gonna
1: be a top four team. Durant and Kyrie,
0: obviously, they work together. Ben Simmons is not going to negate the way you guys play because he does all. everything that you guys are deficient of doing.
1: He can make Kyrie a two guard, which he really
0: is, which is, he's just a small two guard. You know what I'm saying? Passing the ball, facilitating. Running the offense, rebounding is going to be huge for them. Pushing them out on the fast break, playing at a quicker pace mm-hmm. is going to help Durant out, especially in the half court. Seth Curry still there, like you said, you got TJ Warren still there, is going to be healthy. Joe Harris is going to be healthy. Um, uh, Cam Thomas, who we're going to get to him in summer league, but Cam Thomas is a kid that played well down the stretch last year. Hey, is Claxton still there? Shot them all well. Yep, uh, Nick
1: Claxton I mean, still there. You good minutes, yeah,
0: Re- really provided quality minutes, yeah. man. You still, uh, I think Drummond went to Chicago. Uh, So you lost him, but you still got Nick Claxton there. Mm -hmm. So your your roster's not in bad shape to do some work. And all you got to do is put yourself in the dance, Mm -hmm. and everything can take care of itself. Hence, I go back a few episodes. I go back a couple months. Well, what did Dallas do? They put themselves in the dance, gave themselves an opportunity. They end up knocking off the number one seed, who I thought was the next best thing outside the 72 Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember let, that episode. Let, let, let's not bring that back <laughs> up that episode. Go back in the archives if you haven't heard it. But I, I just, especially from Irvin's standpoint, everybody knows that I'm not the biggest fan of Kyrie Irvin but I respect mm. the man's ability.
1: Yeah, you got game.
0: And I, I, I don't res- like the way that he's treating these franchises, mm. disrespecting the coaching staff, disrespecting the ownership when they have put their, their trust in him. It's a business relationship. Yeah. So for all these people that say, well, you know, player empowerment. No, 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 We're t- This is big boy business. Mm. Put your big boy pants on. Business has to go two ways. It just can't go one way, you benefit and you do whatever you want to the other side. That's not how this works. Right. So to me, I think with Irving, Granted, hey, I, I think they need to try to move Irving. Durant, stay. Try to move Irving to get that cancer out your locker room. But even if you bring him back, it's not a bad thing. But if to me, if you can make that deal for Westbrook, I think it's great on both sides. Irving now, like you said, he hasn't done nothing since the final shot. He hasn't. Mm. Nothing in a leadership role. Nothing with Cleveland after that. Nothing with Boston. Nothing in this stop. You put him back with LeBron, it'll be good for him because now he can just be his role. He doesn't have to be a leader. He's not the best player. He's probably the third best player there, you know, even with mm. Davis. So now it gives mm. him the ability to be comfortable. You bring back a guy that, granted, Durant has struggled with at times. Yeah. But he had a great early career with in Westbrook. But one thing you know about Russ, Russ is going to be great in the pick and roll. And then, too, if you, if you make that trade for Russ— we're gonna get a guy that's gonna be there 82 nights. Yeah. 82 nights. That's significant when we're talking about the business of basketball and trying to get somewhere and win. And Westbrook can play with Ben Simmons. So I, I don't Ooh. think the roster's is all bad. And, and and what I mean by that is this. Simmons to me can play, he can be your post center. You can put you can run the ball out the post. You can actually put him and Ross in the pick and roll. You, you can get Russ going on those uh, You can get Russ on the receiving end of pick and rolls Attacking uh, right right off the screen So okay. You can also do the same thing with Ben Simmons and, may, and instead of Simmons attacking Maybe you come off the pick and roll With Simmons, get the ball to him out uh, uh, on, on a flare And maybe he moves the ball to either side Of the perimeter So you can work those two guys in A pick and roll doesn't have to be with a big scoring It can be with guys who initiate something And both of those guys can initiate something and another thing too, it helps with their second unit to have either guy facilitating the basketball with that second unit yeah. or just with guys like Seth Curry on the floor, T.J. Warren on the floor, who can score. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, with Irving, like you said, same thing, man up. But even if you got to move Irving for Westbrook, at least you get back somebody who's going to be available 82 and at least he's going to be professional about his
1: output. All right, so I'm going to throw out a hypothetical here. I heard this on uh, First Things First yesterday. And uh, there has been, I guess, whispers in Miami for a trade for Kyle Lowry to Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. So my hypothetical is when their careers are said and done, who would you say had a better career, Kyrie Irving or Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. Okay, explain.
0: Won a championship. Mm-hmm. As the league guard. Same with our Kyrie. Won a championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Been in just about as just as many All-Star games if I can think. Mm-hmm. Um, consistently available. That minus last year. Consistently available. Right. Um I've shown great growth in leadership within an organization. A guy who uh, has been present and available, played with Team USA. Maybe mm-hmm. he won a gold medal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Same like same Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, Accomplishment wise, I want to say they're about to say.
1: Okay, and, and the reason I said that is but because- But I think the perception
0: yeah. of both I would lean towards Lowry having a better overall career even though no I recognize Kyrie as the better talent if you're talking about who's had a better career when when we think back on the game yeah we'll think about the talent of Kyrie but if we're talking about an organization in Toronto or we're talking about a winner we're going to think Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. we're not going to think Kyrie over so it depends on what conversation we're having in 10-15 years but that's important. If, if that's if we're talking about chips and leadership, yeah. that's important compared to just
1: the talent angle. Okay, perfect. And just in case if the Kyrie to the Lakers trade does not go through, if you're Brooklyn with what you said, so you put your GM hat on, so if you're Brooklyn, do you do a straight-up trade for Kyle Lowry and Kyrie Irving?
0: I wouldn't do a straight-up trade.
1: Okay. Would you ask for what? A pick or two? Or another player? If I can get my hands on Victor Oladipo, do it. So you'll take Oladipo versus maybe a Tyler Hero?
0: I think Tyler Hero is too much. Okay. Emma Lowry is too much. Okay. The Nets to give up. But I think you can give up Victor Oladipo. Here's why. I don't think his contract is a lot to deal with. I think it maybe will match uh, the, the money perspective of that end. Okay, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say he's, i don't think he's making more than ten, fifteen mil. Okay, so I think that may play into the hands, and I think the years left. I think he's on a couple-year deal or two, three-year deal. So I think the years and the money plays out perfect. You send him with Lowry, who's at the back end of his career. Reason I say that is this: Depot can play as your lead guard, not necessarily a point, but he can play as your lead guard. Yeah, he can also provide scoring and defense, which you're going to need. Now, Lowry, who has health problems, will, may not be available in certain games. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep him fresh, healthy, and ready in the playoffs. So if you bring back a guy like Oladipo, you, you already got Joe Harris there. You got Oladipo, Warren, on the perimeter, two big wings that can score, can slash, can play defense. You still got Joe Harris who can shoot the ball. You still got Seth Curry who can do damage. This kid, Camp Thomas, is a great player as well. Yep. So you, you got – and the reason why I say bring back a guy like Oladipo Opposed to a hero is because the length and the defensive perspective. Okay. Hero's solid, but I don't think Miami will park ways okay. with him. Now, if you're talking about a hero, Gabe uh, Vincent type situation or, you know, Adebayo, now even without Adebayo, I was send a lesser player out there. Hero may be too much. Okay. And the reason why I say, like, if, if, if Donovan Mitchell to me is is his value and we can move on to Mitchell here his value okay. coming to Miami you may want back hero his shooting ability and you may want back uh, Gabe Vincent or you may want back Ola Depot, depending on what their needs are i don't think hero to brooklyn is what they need especially if you got Kyrie i mean you got KD there Joe Harris Cam Thomas, T.J. Warren. You got guys who can fill it up. You're going to want guys to do different things. So, that's I think Oladipo or some player of that caliber coming back who maybe provide value elsewhere is something to look at with Lowry mm-hmm. for Kyrie. And Kyrie going down to Miami wouldn't be a bad move either. I like the move. Because you got a strong you, – you
1: got alpha men down he, there. Okay, I actually take that back. I don't think Kyrie is fit – for the structure in Miami, because it's different down there. He's not. Yeah. But one thing we've seen Kyrie. N-
0: <clears throat> one thing that I think at this point of his career, which you'll have great respect for, hopefully, and I'm gonna say hopefully, is the the strength of like he didn't go at Kyrie. I mean he didn't go at KD. He respected KD. He went at the brass, he went at Nash, he went at the coaching staff, he had pr health practices behind closed doors with just the players. Mm-hmm. He went out the front office. You can't go from the top with Mickey Harrison. You can't go uh Pat Riley. I forget the other GM's name there. I apologize. Is
1: it Cy or something like that? Uh
0: no, um Andy something. I forget his name. Or talking about Miami or Brooklyn?
1: Miami. Oh, my bad, my bad. Miami, game. yeah.
0: It, it, Pat Riley's the guy. He's a president, but you had yeah. a GM too. He's not going after Spolstra. And then you go down to Jimmy. It's that they're they're tied. They're connected. You know, so he can't infiltrate that. So to me, it's like you got to fall in line. And and to me, Kyrie's a guy that can help them get to a finals.
1: Yeah, Andy Ellisberg. Andy is Ellisberg, yes.
0: Yeah. Ky- Kyrie's a guy that can get to a finals. Yeah. With that Miami roster. He's that talented. That's what you're missing. Mm-hmm. You're missing a premier score. That's the reason why we talk about bringing down a mid-term. And So with, with Kyrie, it's just fit is everything with him. But yeah. I think to me, he's got to understand at this point, you're you're playing this game where you're trying to get over on management and get over because of your beliefs and what you want and all this other stuff. It's it's over because you're you're on your last leg and just okay. transitioning to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, well, this last week we've been hitting a lot in New York. Yeah, Utah wants a haul for Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm th- if, if I heard correctly, uh, six picks. They say they want the majority... Along with Toppin, um, Emmanuel quickly, and with R.J. Barrett? Yeah. I think it was. That's a lot!
1: Because Utah said they want the majority of their eight picks that they have. Yeah, I think it was six. So, you know, they have eight. And they said the majority is at least five. So, it's like you just got five picks from Minnesota... They're trying to get at least another five from New York. And New York, I think other than New York and maybe OKC, like they really treasured those picks for some reason. But it's like, damn, Utah, like Rudy, Go- that Rudy Go- Bear trade really almost trade, not really almost changed, like how we see the offseason now. It's like these picks are almost like, okay, you can have how many picks you want. It's like, are these are draft picks important anymore? Because we seem like the drafts mostly top heavy, and it just feels like the GMs of teams are not really doing that type of research. Where so I can get a Draymond Green in the second round, or I get a Manu Ginobili in the second round, like really going in depth, trying to find good picks. Versus if we don't even have top, if we don't have a top five pick, we are just going to get rid of this pick for the next five years. Yes
0: and no, depending on the franchise. Okay, uh, I think to Minnesota, they are. They're sort of in a win now position. They have no choice to, but to you, win. You you gotta win now. Reason why I say that because you got those guys on two two hundred million dollar deals. Plus Anthony Edwards is coming up in two years. Right. Yeah. And you got to play both of them at the same time. At the same time. And eventually all three will have two hundred million dollar contracts. So you gotta. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: So to me, you you gotta get that playoff money. You gotta get that playoff TV money. That playoff ticket money. You gotta get all of that. That merchant. You gotta get all of that. You gotta sell out. You got to put a winner on the floor Or one of those guys will be traded Like we said last week So I think the Minnesotas win now Utah Oh man They're 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 a conservatory of picks But I I like it from this perspective Them I like what um, I I, I like what Brooklyn is doing Because they're saying Hey These guys who Have clout as good players they'll, They'll eventually pass on and mm-hmm. as their careers go on, they'll either rise to the occasion or we made a good deal and got rid of them before they started to wither away in the memory of being a solid, a great player. And they're now just solid, and uh, i.e., like a um, like like a John Wall, like a Demarcus Cousins type guy, guys okay. who have injury history, but at one point they were considered franchise guys. Now yeah. we we think of them as they kind of lost players. Over the last generation And they're still young enough To role be players. on our, They're role players now So mm-hmm. uh, I look at Donovan Mitchell's situation In Utah I, I love Them Wanting picks back Because picks can be Leveraged for Other free agents Picks can be leveraged For other picks I mean You you, you considering Next year uh, Victor Wayemba Coming out of France If I'm saying his name right Big seven one kid Man you mentioned They, and city, I'll let you they seven, three. seven three. Seven 7'3 yeah, you, you see more film on him than I have, dog. Like Yeah, he's you, nice. You think a guy like that, you think a team who imagine a, a team will consider maybe being bad this year, Houston. Dude do you see what I'm saying? Yeah but babe, what, yeah. What, what what can Utah next year who may be at a a top ten pick? Houston may have the number one. What can Houston may not want Victor? So they may say, hey, Utah, give us those three first-round picks. Mm. And y'all can have a number one pick. So those picks can be used for player. Got you. They can be used drive for position. additional draft position. Yeah. They can be used for any of those types of things to try to enhance your roster. So I like what Danny Ainge is doing. Okay. Now, from New York side of it with Mitchell, hell no nah, you don't get that up
1: for Mitchell. I'm not pulling the trigger for that. No, no,
0: no, Number one, R.J. Barron showed he can at least play on this level. We both agree that he needs to play. He, he can't be babied. He has to play. He has to be better than what he's been. He's going on year four now. Hey, we got to step it up. You're a little 16, 17 a game. Got to go to 23, 24 points a game. Mm. You got to give us a little bit more from leadership perspective. This is your New York Knicks team. My man. Yeah. Uh, having OB Toppin, who's shown that he he got better. He had a couple 30, 40 point games. Julius, Julius Randle's still on the team. Julius is still on the team, but eventually his contract, I think he's in the middle of that deal, that, that four year deal he signed. So this is your year. Yeah,
1: I feel like that most improved player year was just like a, a blip or a yeah. mistake or something.
0: It surely was. Yeah. So now he's going into year two of that deal. Last year played really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I don't make that move. If you can get Mitchell for. Maybe not six picks. If you got to give up Barrett, if you got to give up uh, Topping, with maybe two picks, do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but six picks and those three guys, not a chance. Especially quickly showing that he can play in the NBA a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, no, I definitely like what Utah is doing. I, I definitely like what some of these other franchises are doing as far as adding themselves, flexibility to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And for these teams that want these stars— Uh, or have these stars and they're disgruntled or whatever, you know, I mean, you're going to have to pay the price one way or the other to get your hands on one of these guys.
1: Yeah, man. So speaking of the young guys and the draft picks, of course we see them in the summer league. But before I transition to that, I looked in the breakdown. You had mentioned uh, Colin Sexton and some possible Cleveland rumors. Did you want to talk about that real quick?
0: Yeah, too. And then I wanted to highlight DeAndre Aiden as well. Okay. Let me talk about Aiden first real quick. All right. Big, big match by Phoenix on his offer sheet four years 133 we mentioned that mm-hmm. but I want to get in a little deeper than that reason why that's important no they didn't they, I don't think they believed that he was a max guy I know that's come out of a lot of people not. say that they would
1: have offered him last year
0: no doubt about it yeah. and so I think what they've done now is like I said he's potential trade bait maybe for Kyde KD yeah. middle of the season or for another talented guy middle of the season mm-hmm. but I think one thing that's significant that I just reach is on the TV money grows in 2025 Okay. So so right now the NBA is in a twenty four billion dollar contract with Disney and TNT, uh, so or, or Turner Sports. So that's look twenty four billion. And now if you're making that noise now, here's the proposed deal: seventy five billion. Hey. It's the estimate in two years. Essentially Ooh, in two let in just hold one. twenty five. Don't ever see me again. I'm going to say that again, folks. <laughs> TV money right now is $24 billion. That's 300% growth. Wow. Expected to go $75 billion on a new TV deal. Wow. Which I hope TNT gets the finals in there. But that's neither here nor there. Ooh. They have but, a better team. I but agree. just the money will allow Phoenix to take on him. And if he proves it, maybe he can earn himself a max deal. Along with Booker here in a couple years. So, I mean, these contracts about to go up too, huh? Contracts is about Ooh. to go through the roof. And into the value to Phoenix, this is important for Phoenix because you don't necessarily need KD. They don't. If, if you
1: just. They won 64 <laughs> games last year. Can y'all just stop having bad halves, <laughs> bad quarters? <laughs> Gosh. they at 64 and 18 last
0: I year. I mean, pe- people. I mean, who cares? The Clippers, the Clippers will clipper at some point next year. Oh, we know that. So at some point, we're going to be saying a Suns-Warriors conference finals, like we said this year, because the Clippers will clipper at some point. All right, people. That that's why it's important to Phoenix. It keeps you at the forefront of everybody's mind when you're talking about NBA finals, conference champions. But to get back to Kylin Sexton, yeah, I've been hearing some things seeing some things. Sexton uh, for veteran point guards, Conley out there, maybe a trade there. Uh, Colin Sexton on the move to some other franchises. And I wanted to highlight Cleveland because Cleveland is one of those teams in terms of surprise moves. They necessarily haven't made a huge significant move, but they had a quality draft. Uh, Osai Abaji out of Kansas, Isaiah Mobley out of USC, Evan Mobley's brother. I like Cleveland's roster. But to me, I think what Cleveland's looking at it here, Jared Allen is already under contract and I think he's got the biggest deal uh, Mobley in three years will be a max guy he's shown that potential and I think we all know Darius Garland will be a max guy that kid is a flat out stud man play. so to have another guy who's coming up here that's going to want big money in Colin Sexton you, you kind of got to let him go and I mm. see some things online where Cavs fans was like, no, you don't let him go. Him and Garland is dope backcourt. Yeah. Why bring in Mike Conley for that? Da 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 da. da, da, da. You gotta let Sexton go. Mm-hmm. And it's not cause it's talent, it's just cause the money won't match up. And it will hinder you from offering Evan Mobley or extending Darius Garland here uh, in the near future, as well as Allen, because I think Allen's in the middle of his deal coming over from Brooklyn. So uh two two seasons ago. So, to me, Sexton's a guy who was hurt last year but can still provide real value to a team as a, as a combo guard who can score, who can facilitate. Uh, a little smaller, six two, kid has heart. Mm-hmm. Kid can play. He can play on a playoff roster. He can play as a league guy on a bad team. But I think in Cleveland's sense, and I want your perspective on this, he's a guy that's going to command some dollars, and he'll be in the same position, kind of what Aiden is right now. You proven, but you're not proven to that level, even though we know you want money,
1: so are we willing to pay you moving forward? Yeah, because Cleveland was in the playoff hunt last year for the majority of the year. Yeah.
0: Pretty much started
1: the year. Yeah, they started like all a, hot. They had like a three seed at one point. Yeah. And then I don't know if it was the lack of veteran leadership, the lack of experience, or just running into a tough Back into the season before they dropped out. But I know, like with Kevin Love, like, I don't know if this is the last year of his contract, possibly, but I don't see him as being that veteran leader for guys like Sexton or like Garland or like Mobley. That's a great point. Because Kevin Love, he's there. He, he got the bag. Let's just be honest. He stayed there to get the bread, just like a Bradley Bill or your Damian Lillers of the world. He got his bread. So when he's gone, I think that. I agree with your comparison with Sexton and Aiden. I don't know if Cleveland will see him as their franchise guy or as a key guy in order to get further in the playoffs in terms of the money. But at the end of the day, man, Cleveland has the talent. I just think that if they were able to sneak into the playoffs this year, which I think they can, because I think they, I think eat, they will, I think they can, they can def- They're at least the eighth seed when it comes to the Eastern uh, Eastern Conference. Oh,
0: I, I go with saying four or five this year. If they, they seen how they finished last year. Yeah, they won I don't think they'll have that same. I think they're. They'll push up and be some mid-tier seed.
1: Yeah, so I think they have a great, great backcourt for the Eastern Conference standards. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, man, if if Sexton is able to go from being a starting point guard on a semi-decent team to being a role player on a championship contending team, he would be a great attribute and upgrade to said team. 100%. 100%.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. I've seen Mike Conley, rumors in there this week. Con- Conley and Rubio could get you to the playoffs. They they can get you to the playoffs at this point. Both of those yeah, guys that's got a lot like of Rubio's left.
1: job at, at this point of his career. Gatekeeper? Yeah.
0: Gatekeeper. But him and Conley are kind of the same guy almost at this point. Conley yeah, still I think start. so
1: too. who's transitioned to that.
0: But to me, two veteran guys, if, if that's your backcourt or you bring in a veteran guy with Rubio and you get rid of Sexton – those two guys can get you to the playoffs as they lead guard because you got nice. the mother pups around you that can score. And put the you got Karis Levert still there. Oh, you, you still got Seti Osmond I still there. about Levert. Yeah, you got, you got Seti Osmond still there. You got Isaac Okoro, Ricky from last year. He's going to be one of the best defenders in the game if if he, he's trending. Uh, so you you already got some guys there who can really play and really take you to the next level so I just think having a veteran presence is what's needed.
1: Yeah so let's definitely go ahead and transition into the, 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 young, the young superstars the of the NBA at the Summer League and we just want to kind of just touch on the standouts uh, of the uh, the players at the Summer League that transitioned over to Las Vegas uh, this past week you know you have for Keegan Murray in Sacramento and then I definitely want to head on the number one player in the draft with Pablo Bonchero with mm-hmm. Orlando. He's a special talent. Talk to me, man. We have uh, Jalen Smith in Houston. And of course, you have uh, Chet Holmgren and Giddy, the point guard, a triple double machine mm-hmm. at Oklahoma City. And we got the young boys on the West Coast at Golden State. You got Kaminga and Moody. Mm-hmm. And of course, you got the Pelicans, who might be my sleeper team. They got Trey Murphy out there. And then last but not least, we already mentioned him before at Cam Thomas in Brooklyn. So uh, where would you like to start when it comes to these pups in, uh, in Vegas at the Summer League, coach?
0: Man, I. I, I, I want to start off with the top one to three, okay. or really top five. Okay, what's your order? Uh, in terms of the draft
1: or just your personal?
0: Just, just from what I've seen so far. Okay. Um, Pablo Van Caro is a dog. He's the one. Orlando's Orlando got a dog.
1: Orlando didn't see no more two games. Okay, go and sit down, man. We'll that's, see you. We'll see you in uh, October. That's it.
0: <laughs> that's it he's averaging 20 out the gate this is a future all star this guy is he I told I told them and even won this before we started I can see this guy in another year or two being the best player under 25 and we're talking with some great players yeah this kid is different this is the throwback different he got a dog in him he big he physical they don't breed them 6'9", like 230, like that anymore, bro. That's like LeBron coming out. That's and I'm not what saying look, he's LeBron yeah. game. I'm his just body, saying his, physique. his body. Yeah. That's different. Pa- hey, man. Pablo, been here, Pablo, Paolo. Hey, man. Dude
1: is a monster. Yeah, like his game. Um, Three-level score. Easy. Yeah.
0: Easy. Four-level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Four-level. If, if we're talking big three, got the full-point shot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, another guy that's standing out on the top. Uh, is is Chet Holmgren, uh, and I'll mention him and Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, the point guard, uh, like you said, triple double machine, yeah. played really well last year. And this is what I like: what OKC is doing. They 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 didn't put uh, Lou Dort out there. They didn't put uh, Shea Gil- Gilkers Alexander. I'm mm-hmm. gonna put you with Josh Giddy. Yeah, pick and roll. Chet Chet's shown. As much as we we don't like his physical appearance, right, he's strong enough to play at the next level, and, and I think too he would be a great defensive
1: player, and I oh, think he it, blocking everybody's shot, blocking
0: everybody's, shot. and I think to him he's a guy that can come in and give you twelve to fifteen right off the rip.
1: He's gonna give you that at least, yeah.
0: And then I think as years go on,
1: he's gonna get better. He has great and ball I, handling skills too. He's
0: more of a big than a a wing, but you can see. You can see the the, the KD influence, yeah, but he's not that. Oh no 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 no! You can see the influence though, but he's more big man than anything. He's yeah. more of a. Oh. He I, I I see a lot of I can see a lot of Jokic's movements. I can see a lot yeah. of. Um,
1: he can create his own shot off the dribble, which is yes, he deep. can. I'm trying to find a yeah. big who is similar. I don't think there is one, man. I don't. He's different. He's a different. He cat.
0: reminds me size wise of Rick Smith back in the day. Rick Smith about seven four. That's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> and, and he's with seven one. So yeah. he, he reminds me length wise at that.
1: And Rick can shoot the walk too. And Little eighteen footer. Yeah, Rick can shoot that thing, yeah. bro. So yeah.
0: he's a big that can do multiple things. You see the KD influence, but I think as he fills into his body. He's going to be a guy that's going to be really well positioned to do good things. Josh Giddy is a terrific, terrific young point guard. Yeah, they got to ride that young fella in OKC. By the way, Jalen Smith Houston started off a little shaky, but defensively has shown well, played well. I caught him against uh, San Antonio the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of watching that game in full. Uh, seen him against uh, the, the Pelicans, I believe it was in a game. Okay. Uh, there as well. So, or Portland, I'm sorry. So, so he was a guy. He's a guy that has shown his... He's throwing flashes. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little inconsistent compared to the other guys, but he's shown flashes here in Summer League to be a good 3 and D guy. Kind of what we were talking about. Um, Jaden Ivey got injured first game, so they shut him down, but he came out hot. He came out hot, really taking care of business. Yeah. But the guy that stands out with Carroll, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray's averaging over 20. He's a bona f- He walks into Mike Brown's system in Sacramento right now starting. You put him on the floor with... Uh, uh, Arvidas, but not Arvidas Sabonis, uh, uh baby Sabonis, as David we call it. I can't forget uh, his name either. <laughs> and, and you put him on the floor with the Aaron Fox, Fox, yeah, as well. So he's starting on the wing there, uh, in Sacramento from day one. So those are some of the guys that stand out to me. We'll get to the other guys here shortly, but tell me what you think about that top five, man. Kind of what you've seen from, from Vegas, and then, then tell me this too what's your overall thought of summer league, man. They, the crowds are into it It's came mm-hmm. back the, the energy's back in Vegas yeah. What's your overall thought of Vegas Summer League Along with these young guys
1: Yeah so shout out to DeMontis Sabonis to Sabonis I'm calling baby Sabonis <laughs> I out to love Google But uh, I saw the game when Pablo went head to head with Jalen Smith That game And he gave him twenty plus easy. Had a quick nine points in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. So like you know, some people had Jalen Smith being that first round first pick of the draft. I'm pretty sure Orlando was happy with the pick that they made. So just with that, that's why they're professionals. Yeah. So just with that matchup, you know, that was key. That stood out to me. And then secondly, uh, with Golden State. Um, shout out to Matt McClung, man. Uh, he was a G League player a long time for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's going to be in that same route. Unfortunately, with the Warriors, I think if he was maybe two, three inches taller, he'll be playing in the league. He's oh a, man, yeah, he's a special player. I like watching him play. Yes, but when it is. comes to Golden State, they got them young cats, man. That's why if we if we compare this to our first segment with KD, they have the assets to trade for Kevin Durant. Yes, they do. With these Kaminga, young guy guys. Moody, White, Yeah,
0: Wiseman in one game, Jordan Poole. That's all I had to see.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's all he needed to. He did a bad carry on. It was, yeah.
0: it was, he, he reminded yo, us why he was the first nice. pick. Nice, yeah,
1: they can go. Yeah, I making he can definitely step out and shoot the tray. He's blocking shots, too, he can run the floor, and that's what Golden State needs, man. And then I believe Keegan Murray was a guy talking about saying that LeBron James has to prove he's better than me. Is that the guy?
0: No, that's Benedict Mathur who's oh, he, okay. played really well for Indiana, okay, as well.
1: All right, so I I, I didn't know. But, anyways, (laughs) Keegan Keegan Murray, man, I think with Sacramento, you know, there might be a fringe playing tournament type of team. Now, shout out to Mike Brown, Columbus, Ohio, stand up. Definitely love you there, bro. But when it comes to the Summer League, it has become a staple in terms of, you know, ESPN. Um, When it comes to. NBA superstars Going to the games Sitting front court Yes You know You got LeBron Pulling up Russell You know John Morant You know Seeing these players Come and support These young guys And Because I remember As a kid Like here in Columbus We had the Worthington Summer League You know I used to be at Thomas Worthington And Worthington Kilbourne High School mm-hmm. And just to be able To go there And just see Like the pro players Come back See the Ohio State Players play I think it's a big Treat for those uh, fans in those cities Yes They get to watch You know They might not have the money To go watch the NBA game But they can come and see These young guys play They can see the superstars Walk into the arena Everybody stand up mm-hmm. Seeing them ice out With their chains all that Sitting in the front row Yes they So were. I think that The NBA is becoming A year round sport uh, Just like it is for, for an AAU player For a high school player You get better in the summer but now they're able to um, economize that by putting it on. Great word. You know what I mean? They're able to put it on the summer league. And then on top of that, you got free agency. And on top of that, you got the draft. and you got trade rumors. And then you just transition into the preseason. It's like it's a whole year-long thing. So I definitely want to shout out to Adam Silverman. I just want to do a quick plug because he's trying to reduce the age back down to 18. Bad move. Bad move? Bad move. For college basketball or for the NBA? NBA. Okay explain I'm gonna put you on the spot cause I disagree It's a bad move from this perspective
0: Okay see, Granted yes eight, they're 18 years old You have a, a legal right To earn your money however you see fit mm-hmm. But I think From a development standpoint Having these Kids come in and I was one of those people saying it needs to move to 20 years old. Oh! Back back a few years ago. But I, li- I like where it's at now because I think you get a guy. Granted, it allows those kids to eliminate those other options. But if I'm the NBA, you, you want your G League to grow. So you provided that as an option, your G League at night, the G League in general for those guys who don't want college. I think we're really only moving it for one to two guys to come out. Um, if the NBA is going to do this, you need to put something in place to where they can go to college. Because I'm going to tell you this. You look at Bancaro, Duke, Smith, Auburn, Murray, Iowa, Holmgren, Gonzaga, Ivy, Purdue, Matherin, Arizona, uh, Sharp, Kentucky. Um, you look at these guys, top seven picks just right there. They all went to college. They all played March Madness. I'm not saying college ball is the end all be all, but the platform of college and with the, the NL the, the exposure is going yeah. to be so much more. We're really moving that. the meter just for one or two guys. So to me, the, the thing where the NBA has failed the most with this generation of players is there's not a lot of veteran teams out there. But the blueprint oh, is still none. The, the blueprint is still the same though. Look at the last four teams left. Outside, outside veterans, of Dallas, all veteran teams. Thank you, Phoenix. Once again, yeah. Outside of Dallas, veteran teams, even as young ball as had the a Celtics key veteran were. A
1: team like Boston,
0: Boston, you had the baby veterans, yeah. but you also had Smart and 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 Horford. Mm-hmm. They were the veterans. Yeah, you know the the presence on the bench with Udoka coming from an NBA background yeah. as a veteran guy,
1: Coach Pop. Yeah, you
0: know, so to to, to me, Coach Pop's influencing them. So to yeah. me. Protect the NBA from being watered down with this talent and being so top heavy. Okay. Okay. That, that's why I, that's that's why I disagree with them moving it back down to 18. But I understand why. But here here's what's gonna happen. If you don't put something in play for these kids to have another opportunity, if they don't get drafted. You got to put something in place to say, hey, they can go back to college and at least get the opportunity to expose themselves once again to be put in position to draft. Because a lot of kids are going to make bad mistakes wanting to cash in and probably won't get drafted or they get drafted the second round without a guaranteed deal.
1: Mm, and that's how I feel like um, – I think you probably changed my mind, man, because I thought about the exposure. So say somebody like – because I understand this real familiar with somebody like a Zion that was coming out. You know, we see him all over social media in terms of high school. But like say you have like a fringe guy and he went to the G League, but it's like ain't nobody tapping in watching G League on a Tuesday night. Other than maybe Coach Flight. You know, other than Coach Flight. But we <laughs> but we're watching we won't be watching Big Tuesday on ESPN, North Carolina versus Dukes. Super Tuesday, yes, sir. You know, you know what I mean? So we we're watching that and that's the exposure. So I think the exposure aspect the March Madness aspect. NIL now. You know what I'm saying? NIL allows us to see these players prior to coming to the league. But I just think it's more like these kids that I know they're going to be hoopers, they just don't want to go to school. Let's let's be honest with that. 100%. You know, they're going to get straight to the money, which I would like to as well But if I thought that I was good enough to jump from high school to the NBA. But they're not breeding Kobe's and and KGs and, and T-Max anymore. I, I'm not seeing that on a, on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing that. So I might have to take back, retract my statement, and maybe think 19 is where they need to stay at. 19, i say even 20. 19 seems solid to me. Yeah.
0: Because at least it gets a kid removed one year from the high school level. Right. Number. And here's the biggest thing, man, and, and David Stern didn't want this. NBA scouts hanging out at high school high events. school
1: gyms. Yep, that's, so, that that's That's
0: not classy, man. Yeah, because it's so with the kid. Not only do you got mama, daddy, mama or daddy, you got the AU coach. You got somebody in between the AU coach. You got the the the, the principal. Everybody gonna be at the AD. Kid. Everything. Yeah, at this kid's pockets, and it's just yeah. like to, to me. Leave the events to the college coaches. Let's just start there. Uh, NBA people and I and, I'm, and I know that there's some influential guys there, worldwide West people like that at yeah. the Peach Jams and things like that going on right now but as far as having actual scouts and things in the gym let's just leave that alone for right now them going to college ain't the worst thing in the world especially now if they get paid off their name, image, and likeness let's just leave it as it is and I like what Silver's doing but I think man the health of the game is important from a talent standpoint, and opening it up for one to two kids. If you got to say, hey, you or you can get drafted,
1: do it. But Mm -hmm. not 10 to 20 kids, which you know that'll be like that for every year. All right, perfect. So uh, that wraps up at least my part in terms of the summer league. Was there anything else you want to tap in? Any special highlights or other players?
0: Yeah, just highlight a couple other players. Trey Murphy of the Pelicans is playing outstanding. Set on the bench last year, but he should provide some scoring from a guard position averaging 26 and 7 here in summer league. Cam Thomas, who we mentioned in Brooklyn, is leading this summer league and scoring at 28 a game, seven rebounds, big guard. And then a, a big fella in Milwaukee, uh, Sandro Mamou Kalashvili. All if, right, if, now. If, if I butchered his name, averaging 20-8, and eight, but big 6'11 big man at of Seton Hall. Didn't play much for the Bucks last year as a rookie, but I remember him at Seton Hall. Uh, being first, second team all conference there a few years, uh, a couple years ago there, mm-hmm. uh, big man who can. I want to say he's a lefty too. Uh, provide really quality scoring. I caught a glimpse of him the other night as they were playing uh, the Timberwolves in summer league, and I remembered him from the Seton Hall days. I'm a Big East guy when it come to college, okay. and so uh, he's a guy that stands out too. So summer league is providing us an opportunity to see ahead and and, and to project. But I like what it's doing because, like you said, all-around sport. And honestly, man, Summer League, free from the finals through the end of free agency, which includes Summer League, mm. that may be just as exciting as the regular season.
1: I might have to agree with that, man. And speaking of year-long basketball, we have the basketball tournament that's coming up. TBT. Coming up here soon. I remember going to uh, – they came here to Columbus a few years ago and uh, – <laughs> and coach sent me a picture He was like Is that worldwide art on TV? That's worldwide art <laughs> oh, baby he, he, was, he was everywhere Bro that was a, That was an amazing experience Watching the, the old You know Ohio State alumni Playing You know he had uh, Let me see what's on that, he had Solinger on there Had mm-hmm. uh, Joe Diebler uh, We had uh, Buford on the court Dave Lighty Dave Lighty um, Lauderdale it was good to see the old school cats still playing at a, at a high level so uh, you put this on the script uh, Coach Flight so what are you looking forward to seeing uh, with the TBT this year
0: TBT is going to be outstanding man uh, 64 teams uh, this year so the, the same amount of teams Say that again how many teams? 64 Ooh. single elimination but the one thing I love about TNT and if you haven't heard of the basketball tournament it is a midseason tournament, mostly made up of alumni teams, uh, yeah. overseas professionals. Former NBA players, players. Former NBA players, players, G
1: League guys. Good college players, yeah.
0: So to me, uh, this tournament has taken on a um, a culture of its own.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: And it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger each year. Me, me and Art here in the Midwest were accustomed to, the Carmen's crew, the Ohio yeah. State University alumni who won the championship back in uh, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing those guys got this Midwest area really, really buzzing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: last year's champion, uh, one of their rivals in it, Bayheim's Army.
1: Yeah, they're Syracuse good. alumni. Yeah.
0: Um, and they're highlighted by guys like Eric. Uh, Eric Devendorf I want to mm. say guys like uh, DJ Kennedy mm-hmm. Who was a former College player Of St. John's One of the overseas Who could be in the NBA uh, But, but couple, playing yeah. Outstanding overseas uh, There has really Put his stamp on TBT I think he's won TBT Four times now
1: Yeah they've won it A couple times uh, There
0: yeah. So, I mean, uh, just to highlight some of the, the, the big-name teams to really watch, Bayheim's Army is the returning favorite as a returning champion. Mm-hmm. You got Blue Collar U, uh, the Buffalo alumni who played really well uh, last year out in that uh, Syracuse bracket uh, out west there. You mm-hmm. got a few guys, uh, the, the L.A. Cheaters, who are um, headed by the game. That's the games team okay. out there. Uh, the LA Cheaters. So, so I, I don't know if he's playing, but I know you probably see him. Yeah. Uh, some somewhere uh, uh, on the sidelines there. Okay. The game, the rapper. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Challenge ALS uh, has been a constant staple of T of, of TBT uh, in this whole thing. So that's the West side. Or that's the West portion of the bracket. Hmm. Uh, Florida TNT, uh, who's made up of uh, Florida Florida alumni. Not the University of Florida, but just guys that play college Playing basketball in, in the state of Florida yeah. as well. Another team uh, that that could be do really well uh, oh, is Nasty Natty, the Cincinnati alumni. Okay. So you're going to see the University of Cincinnati guys there in that Midwest bracket. Sideline cancer is another staple of this tournament. That's the Xavier regional down in Cincinnati, mm. and then this is the one that takes the cake this year. Uh, None of these names are quality names, uh, but just the regional that they're playing in will be special. Mm -hmm. So this is the Rucker Park Regional. Okay. The first time TBT will hold a regional championship outside on the playground at Rucker Park. That's awesome. I'm excited just to see this next week Whoa. Man, here in two weeks. That's big. Um, and just to have some of the names—that's for the culture uh, right here. YGC, who I believe is a new name, uh, is number one in that bracket. But HBCU ignited, HBCU ignite, uh, United uh, Black College players. Their first round matchup again is against Skip To Malou, who I believe is going to be some of the streetball guys at New York. So this Bruh. thing is catching and taking on a life of its own. Uh, They got Peacock Nation from St. Peter's. Obviously, St. Peter's was the big team this year. Marsh Madness making it all the way Mm -hmm. to the uh, Elite Eight, playing uh, North Carolina. So this thing is taking on a a life of its own. And like I said, uh, you you got some teams. Oh, I forgot a reason. I'm sorry. Everline Drive is a constant uh, out there in the uh, Wichita region. Uh, you got the Aftershocks from Wichita State, Constant Staple as well. Um, you got Team Arkansas, University of Arkansas uh, there as well, up there in that Omaha region. So, hey, man, get your hats on, get your, get your basketball hats on even more after Summer League ends this week coming. We got TBT taking us all the way to August. But, man, look out for that Rooker Park Regional. Uh, I'm July 16th through the 20th next week. Next week, actually. Look out for that bad boy, man, because that's something we ain't never seen before.
1: I'm really excited to see that because I'm old enough to remember the EBC, the Entertainer's Basketball Classic. Yes, sir. I used to have at Rucker Park when you got, you know, Fat Joe having his team, the Tarot Squad. Now Jay-Z had a team and watching Skip to my Lugo and watching the late great Cody Bryant pull up and play a game, watching Kevin Durant pull up, shooting threes from 50 feet, playing games. So this is definitely going to bring the culture of New York basketball back. And I know we're about to get this episode closed out. But speaking of New York basketball, if you guys can definitely tap in with Showtime, uh, they're coming up with a documentary that's executive executive produced uh, by Kevin Durant when it comes to the beginnings and the lineage of New York point guards coming out of New York in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, called New York Point Gods and it's actually going to be starring guys like Kenny Anderson and Mark Jackson and Kenny Smith and then for those who don't know who God Sham God is, please Google YouTube that so you can figure out for those who are hoopers and you've heard of the move The Sham God Buddy Please look and see who the name is who the move is named after with him. And of course, you already mentioned Skip to Lou. And then, of course, you have Stephon Marbury. And then we have another guy which would have panned out more to NBA's, uh, Sebastian Telfair mm. from Coney Island. So definitely tap in with that documentary. I know it's going to be awesome. Mm. It's going to really show you how New York basketball has truly influenced the game of basketball. My brother, this.
0: We, we started with the the and one doc mm-hmm. which I was so excited for. Wish it was longer but it was quality. Yeah. This one, thank you to Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman of the boardroom, uh, his business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the quality things Durant is doing. He's not a bad guy. Just makes crazy decisions. He gets in his own head. But Durant has done quality work highlighting the game of basketball starting off with a Showtime docu- uh, documentary documentary uh, uh, about the summer league out there in uh, D.C. Yeah. Uh, and now, or talking about the, the president around the DMV, excuse me, uh, with the game of basketball, now mm-hmm. doing it with the NYC point guards. You mentioned Kenny Anderson, Mark Jackson, Stephon Marbury, he's for Austin, mm-hmm. skipped in Malu, Rod Strickland, mm-hmm. who was considered the best point guard ever to come out of New York. And then also Dwight Pearl Washington, who was one of the best players in college basketball history out of Syracuse. Um, this this is my jam right here, man. This is yeah. something that, as Hoop fans, we need to engage in and watch. I'm so, so excited about this, man. Because, mm-hmm. dog, man, this is – I had an opportunity to go to Rucker Park one year, man, and nobody was there. Just sat there, man. And just to, it's just to get the what you find and how you feel is just Bro. the aura of that place, man, and know that the greatest names in basketball have touched down – on this very man, going all the way back to Dr. J. It, it's just—it's just, it's just your, your basic city court. Yeah, that's all it's, it is. It just when got you some banners to it. It yeah. got a scoreboard, you know, that's up there. But just. I mean, dog, Dr. J mm-hmm. will change I mean, you know, some of the OGs past that.
1: Yeah, Pee Wee Kirkland. Pee Wee
0: Man, come yeah. on, man. Come on man, now. Come on man.
1: He was the man on and off the court. Man, we talking about Ray Ferrit, Kenny, yeah.
0: Mark Jackson, Marbury, Sam Guy, Kenny Smith, Ross Strickland, Pearl Washington. It don't get no better than this, man. Yeah. If y'all can see the this is the kid in me that love the game, man, and I mm-hmm. hope this as as what we need to teach this younger generation, of basketball fan. Love the game. Learn love, the game. Learn the game.
1: Learn the history. Love it. Yeah.
0: Man, I, I see so many older guys, man. I'll finna wrap this up, man. I see so yeah. many older guys. They don't love the game no more.
1: Mm. It, man,
0: have a kid's like enthusiasm about something. I got that about the game of basketball. Always will. And this is just one of those things that, man, I will be Yeah, it'll come on showtime. It'll be taped. But yeah. I'll be right there at nine o'clock on Friday, July twenty ninth, sure. with some popcorn, ready to go for the next two hours.
1: For sure, and this is definitely something that is great for those who have young men uh, that play basketball, young boys coming up. This is definitely something you want to sit down and watch with said young man. I don't know what the what the language is going to be, but I, I, even if it was cussing, I'll still let my son watch if he was if I had his son. Oh, the kids understand. You know what I'm saying because. If you are involved with the immaturation of your son playing basketball, they like to see what my pops liked, what my coach liked. And when they see the influence that these players had on you, they're going to follow that footstep, man. I'm not getting into a mentorship type of thing, but that's my lane. All that to say, man, is when it comes to the New York side of basketball, they've truly influenced how point guards handled the ball in the 90s when we saw ai, AI is not from new york but i'm pretty sure he was influenced by those guys watching that game and i loved a1 basketball when it came to to ray for austin bro so i've never seen this in my entire life but if i lived in new york i would have seen this all the time so i mean so i got to give props to those that were in the media space to record that and allow me a you know, 13 year old here in Columbus, Ohio To see that mm-hmm. And go outside in my front yard And practice those moves mm-hmm. You know what I mean Putting the ball in my shirt And, and putting behind my back Like hot sauce <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying So it's like Yes This is our lane In terms of the millennials And where we love basketball But this is how the next generation learns. This is how you become great. You don't just learn and get great by dribbling the ball outside. You got to watch film. You got to know the greats. And I believe that's what Kobe Bryant influenced with those Jason Tatums and Devin Bookers of the world. And I'm pretty sure they sat down and watched a lot of film of those that preceded them. In order to succeed, you got to know who's before you. So, all that to say, man, we're definitely going to be tapping in with this great documentary on Showtime. we going to tap in with y'all, with these rumors, with the free agency, talking about these young pups in the NBA draft. So, I'm going to let you have the last word, Coach.
0: Man, stay stay tuned, man, to the Hoop Kings podcast. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, coming yes, sir, soon yes, to Apple and Google. Man, all play, man. We, we trying to cover all platforms. For you guys here, man, if you love the game, you're gonna love us as we love you in the game. Back, man. Special, special episodes coming. Finishing out free agency, talking about each individual team. Also, man, we got a couple special series coming soon in a few weeks to you that you're going to want to not to miss. Excuse me. So we love you, man. We love the game. Once again, it's hot girl summer out there. So fellas, <laughs> be safe out there with these honeys, bro. Because guess what? She don't care about you, dog. <laughs> I love y'all.
1: <laughs> we out of here. Peace. Peace.